Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. are about to take shape for the 2023 season. Cut down day officially uh, coming tomorrow. But we already have some transactions, and uh, we'll fill you in on those here in just a second. And then we'll take a look at the 53-man roster, who's in, who is out. And then, Stoke, you know this all too well, and our listeners know it too. Even once you pick the 53, for that next couple days and even weeks, things could just be super fluid here. Yeah. You'll, you'll see like three or four guys that think they made the team won't be here because George Payton, Sean Payton um, saw a guy from, say, the Saints that got cut. Mm. Oh, let's go pick this guy up. You know, we, we uh, really are were high on him coming out of the draft. We couldn't draft him or whatever the case may be, right? There'll be some veteran guys that you think uh, might be an upgrade over what you have on your roster. So it's a fluid situation for the next week and a half, two weeks. I mean, all season long it is, but you don't have, you know, one day, two days where each team is cutting, you know, 30-something guys. Yeah. So there's a big pool to choose from. And so it will be a very fluid, um, you know, week, two weeks. No, no question about it. And, and an example in real time is maybe one of these outside linebackers thinks they're good because they outcompeted the other guys on the Broncos trying to make the team. We just found out Malik Reed uh, has been cut from Vic Fangio's Miami defense. Okay. So now it's like, okay, right? maybe whoever that guy is on the Broncos, you're now being weighed pound for pound against Malik Reed. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, that's a good point. You want to get into the 53? Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, let's just uh, inform our audience. Uh, Kendall Hinton, uh, let go. In yeah. the last uh, handful of hours, you know, I think it was maybe late last night. Um, That's a little bit of a bummer. I didn't, you know, think he was going to make the team this year. Uh, he's been around for a while, practice squad, and, you know, famous for being, you know, playing quarterback. Yep. During COVID. Yep. I mean, just, think co- of, just think about that. Unbelievable. Just, just, just think about that. I mean, like, you're talking about healthy quarterbacks. We had healthy quarterbacks mm-hmm. that could have played in the game. They didn't, they didn't have COVID. Right. Right? And... They uh, they couldn't play. They went, the NFL wouldn't let him play. Mm-hmm. So we had to play Kendall Hinton. Right. The guy couldn't throw the ball, you know, over 10 yards. It was, I mean, it, what a debacle. It Just really was. An, an all-timer. epic debacle. All-timer. That's a moment in time. Um, Kendall Hinton, don't know if he'll ever play down a Broncos football again, but he'll be a trivia question around here for a long, long time. Yeah. All right, 53-man. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, – uh, where do you want to start? Quarterback. Quarterback. Let's quarterback. Start always, quarterback. Start at, always start at quarterback. Taking two or three? Two. I think you're just going two here. Danucci hasn't done enough. I mean, he he just hasn't. Those roster spots are precious, especially when you have guys that are young players that you're um, – you know, you want to keep watching and evaluating. Yep. And guys that maybe can help you out in the return game or special teams, things like that. I just don't think you keep Danucci, right? I mean, what do you think? Absolutely not. Yeah. A- absolutely not. Um, you know, tip of the cap, played well on Saturday night in the second half of that game, but... It was okay. I mean, you know, okay. I, I say like on a curve. It's almost yeah. like, you know, on a curve for Danucci. Uh, Danucci. Danucci, he's just, uh, he's just taking a spot. Yeah. Just taking not, a spot. Not 
and, and you know, I think there's more conversation about it now because, you know, you can dress three quarterbacks. That third quarterback, um, you know, doesn't count against the, what is it, 46-man game day, game day dress out, yeah. uh, which is just stupid to begin with. You got 53 people on your roster. Why can't all 53 dress out? Why, why, why do you have to have people that are inactive? Football is a violent, tough sport where we see injuries happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and, and safety and injuries, that's like NFL number one importance. Like, we, we value player safety. Bull malarkey. Mm. Then dress out 53 guys. Guess what? That helps yeah. guys. Right? That helps a, you know, a maybe... Because so so on game day you you got five receivers instead of dressing out four and then you get a receiver hurt now you got three receivers right. running you know if you're down seventy plays like is that is that player safety forefront why 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 can't you dress all fifty three just what, just dumb is there like a, is there like a stock answer ah it's the Cincinnati Bengals and just the Bengals they suck so bad for so long that I think they they were like they wanted um, you know because their roster obviously wasn't very good. That, I think it it came from them at some point. Okay, they were like, well, I let's just dress out you know so many guys. I, I could be making that up, but it's just a dumb rule. Like I never we're, we're in two thousand twenty three. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like what are we doing? These guys they still get paid. Right. They they earn a check. I was inactive a lot early in my career. Where just some days you just didn't dress out depending on you know different things yeah. and. It's just it's just ridiculous that that you can't dress out your full football team. Some people have to be inactive. Think about that. Think about it. I never. It even, makes no sense. Yeah. No. I. I it's I, just I flat out dumb. Gave it a thought ever, but you're right. What, what would dumb. be the reason? Just dumb. I mean, I get it. Maybe back in the eighties, you know, uh, um, you, you had a like a reason why you wanted to do it. But now it makes zero sense to continue to do it. But the, you got the three quarterbacks now, and that third one, you know, is like a freebie because of Brock Purdy and the 49ers situation. And so a lot right. of teams might keep three so they can, you know, address an extra one. But, I, look, if we get to the third, screw it. it. Right. And and, Just, and, it, and it won't be in the AFC Championship game this year. So I, I think we're good. We can we can gamble a little bit and, and let Danucci go. Fair. Okay. Fair. There we go. Um, let's talk about the running backs. Okay, let's talk about them. Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan. Is Jaleel McLaughlin a lock? Yes, a lock, lock. Man, he had that nice move on that little catch he had, and he's going to the right. He gave the dead leg, acceleration dead leg, cut back. I mean, it was it was nice. I'm like, oh, that guy's got some moves. He's going to be fun to watch. And, like, that's a Sean Payton, like, watching this guy and, like, oh, you know, you can tell that, some of the things that gets me excited, like how he's going to use him. Yeah. And he, uh, he's already talked about, like, the Alvin Kamara, Reggie Bush type of joker role. Mm-hmm. And now this guy, it knows, right? I mean, I'm not trying to say he is, you know, Reggie Bush or Alvin Kamara. No. But, but he could play that type of role. He's got some of that sudden change type of movement, and he catches the ball pretty well, it seems like. So I'm excited about watching him and maybe what kind of role Sean Payton you know, view, sees him at and views him at, and how he uses him um, is is going to be, you know, fun to see, yeah, fun he, to watch. He just represents something a little bit different than Samaj P. Ryan and Javante. He's like, he's your he's your home run hitter. Um, and you're right, that move on the it was, it was almost like a basketball crossover. Like, yeah, skirt, like boom, going back the other way. Um, okay, sweet. So you got uh, uh, Javante Samaj and Jaleel McLaughlin uh, for your running backs. What about fullback? I think, yeah, I think Burton does make the team. Michael Burton, 
Uh, it seems like Sean Payton likes to have that option, short yarded situations, uh, doing different things. Probably going to be a run, you know, first type of football team for the majority of the year. I think the Broncos. Um, and so, and he's done a nice job, right? You, you're going to pick yeah. him first round fantasy draft. You said yeah. sleeper. He's going to he's going to score some touchdowns this year in a short yarded situation. Yeah, over but still. You don't. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, still. Guess what? But that's what you try to give our listeners. Guess what? You know, let Cecil handle the I fantasy misspoke. stuff. I misspoke. I misspoke. Okay, okay. That's all we're looking for. Michael Just Bird. apologize. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought I did that last that's week. All. We're back doing this again. Yes. Yeah. I, we wanted yeah, another apology. Yeah, I misspoke. Yes. You're probably okay. not going to draft Michael Burton, right. but he's going to he's going to score some touchdowns. Yes. No, he will. He he absolutely will. He'll 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 have a couple rushing, and he'll probably have a couple receiving. Mm. Uh, won a Super Bowl uh, with the Chiefs just last season. So. Okay, Michael Burton in the fold, making the team at fullback. Who's making the team at wide receivers? Ooh. Well, you got Judy, you got Sutton, you got Mims. Okay, those are the three that are locks. After that, I know that it looked like they liked Brandon Johnson early on, right? Um, he got banged up. He got back in the lineup this past week, which was good to see. I go by what my eyes are telling me out there. And, man, little Jordan Humphrey, who I thought was like an afterthought, and he wasn't making the football team a week ago, uh, just really inconsistent, showed up and played really well and seemed like they were giving him a lot more playing time than uh, Marquez Calloway. And he made some plays. He did. Four catches, 57 yards. I'm putting him on the football team. Probably Brandon Johnson also. Um, and I think that's uh, that's five. Can Montreal Washington make it as six? <sighs> I keep on pushing and, and pulling for him to make the football team because I think he has something to him. Uh, he had a catchable ball in the game that he didn't hang on to, uh, which was a bummer. Um, but there's just something there for me that I that I like, and I, I think he can be a a, a serviceable. Slot receiver, uh, but also a, a return guy. Uh, but it just, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can. I, I just think that in the end, he probably gets cut. I mean, how about, the, you know, Michael Bandy? He, no chance with him, right? No. I, um, I think probably maybe just five. I don't think Callaway makes it. Brandon Johnson, Humphrey, and the, and the other three that I said. And if they keep six, Montreal Washington, maybe. Who's got a better shot to make it, Marquez Callaway or Montreal yeah. Washington? Probably Marquez Callaway. I think so. Yeah. Just as some previous trust, yep. previous experience. Um, okay, so keep in five. Uh, I'll reset them one more time for me, the, the five you have making it. Judy, Sutton, Mims, Brandon Johnson, and Lil' Jordan Humphrey. Okay. Okay. All right, that's your wide receivers. Uh, as we are within 24 hours of cut-down day, where the Broncos will um, – Slice their roster down to 53, then you know probably have some changes uh, thereafter as well as all these guys are going to be hitting the streets from around the league. When we look at the tight end position, how many are you keeping and which ones? Yeah, it's uh, this is a tough one. Not, I mean, you know that Troutman and Dolchitz are making it, and probably Manhurts. Now you look at Nate Atkins, you look at Alberto, and I think Alberto makes it. I think they keep four, and I think Manhurts maybe goes on IR, um, short-term IR. Um, he's been he's been banged up pretty much all of camp. So I think, um, but you got you got to start by keeping him. 
And I do. I think Alberto uh, makes the roster. If not, he gets traded. I don't think he's just flat-out cut. I think there'll be a team that is intrigued enough to trade for him, you know, whether it be a, you know, conditional Seth, pick. Right. Seventh-rounder. Right. Possibility of being a sixth-rounder, depending on if certain, you know, st- statistical categories are met or whatever uh, right, the case right, may right. be. Something like that. This is Sean Payton after the game, uh, brief cut, talking about Alberto. He's one of those guys that, yeah, he, he had a big night. I mean, holy cow. But that was kind of it. You know, like you hear him talking about Jared Stidham and he went on for 15 seconds and right. said all the stuff that he did good. And then that Albert O piece of sound is four seconds long. Like, yeah, he did good, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Surprised me. Holy cow. Albert O played well. I yeah, think he did. There might be something to that. Just like his view of this guy. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But unequivocally. Well, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, in the last two weeks, Albert O has come on. Yeah. He has really, the blocking has gotten significantly better. And he flashed in the joint practices against the Rams. It was three touchdowns. Um, you know, and what, you know, put whatever stock that you want. But then it translates to the game. I mean, he had the biggest offensive game of any player for either team. Seven receptions, 109 yards, a touchdown, breaking tackles. Uh, I just don't know, you know, I, I just don't know, again, what Sean Payton's view of that guy right. is. And, you know, like, Going reading to like how he said what he said about Alberto, uh, it, it could be one of those things, you know. Where as a coach, obviously Alberto's not a like a great blocker, but he has just driven them nuts because you look at him and you see that potential, and it's like it drives you nuts because like how couldn't you just be a, a manageable, serviceable blocker? Yeah, like. And then you saw it again. You know they're running the incomplete pass play right before halftime. And, you know, everybody's sliding to the right, okay? And Alberto's on the left side, and they're sliding down, but there's an outside guy rushing, so you got to slide down. Then you got to, there's nobody inside of you. You got to, you know, bounce back out because there's no one to block that other guy. Right. And Stidham almost, you know, got Brett Rippon and almost got his head taken off. And, and, and Sean Payton was yelling at him. You could see it. And um, just like that stuff will drive a coach crazy. Like, then you see it happen again, like a little thing like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. He's right there on the bubble. I think in the end, um, he makes it. I think he makes it, and you keep four. Adam Troutman, Greg Dulcich, Chris Manhurst, and Alberto. Yep. Okay. Um, offensive line, there's not too much, like, big-time competition there. This is going to be this is going to be Bowles. This is going to be Powers there. This is going to be Lloyd Cushenberry. Quinn Miners, Mike McGlinchey. You're also going to keep uh, Cam Fleming and, you know, a couple other, you know, swing backup guys. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Defensive line. Uh, Again, this one seems pretty straightforward. Zach Allen, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, Jonathan Harris, Matt Henningsen. Sound fair? Yes. Did you say Mike Purcell? Uh, Yes. Okay, perfect. Yep. Uh, Uh, You say structured his contract. Right. We talked about that late last week. Yeah. He's, so once we saw that, it's like he's going to make the team. Exactly. Elijah Gar- Garcia, did you say him? I did not. I think he makes the team. We've seen him make a couple plays. Um, I didn't see anything from uh, Saturday night uh, really that stood out to me. Uh, but in those first two games, he, he made some plays. I, I think he, he might make the team. Is that just going to come down to whether you're keeping five or six? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you say Matt Hennison? Yep. Okay. I just, I, yeah, so yep. that's, that, would be, that would be seven. Actually, I think. 
Uh, oh, uh, oh, well, if you, uh, uh, Zach Allen, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, Jonathan Harris, yes. Matt Henningsing, and Elijah Garcia. Well, they, they, they have Frank Clark um, listed as a starter at, the, at a defensive end spot, but he doesn't play defensive end. Yeah, so, that's gotten, yeah. So that's, so, that's, so that's why I counted seven. So it's, okay. it's, yep. it's six. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I think they keep six. Okay. Uh, outside linebacker, Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, uh, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Aaron Patrick. Um. Yeah, he's he's one of the, he's the coin flip guy. You know, he's right on the edge of, you know, does he make it? Does he not? Um, and I, um, you know, Baron Browning's going to be in the season on pup, right? You know, uh, a Thomas Incoon who made a play out there Saturday uh, had a sack, I believe. Um, but I think those will probably be the five that they go with. I think, I, I think, I think uh, I'll say Aaron Patrick makes it. Okay. Okay. Uh, looking at uh, inside linebacker, we're, again, we're going over the Broncos' 53-man roster uh, within 24 hours of the roster being sliced to 53 guys. Inside backer, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, Drew Sanders, Justin Sternod. Yeah, that's good. What did you see from Drew Sanders on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, nice interception, obviously. Um, uh, you know, that was a bummer that he got flagged uh, for the one when he kind of suplexed the guy a little bit. And and when he did it, I was like, ooh, that's going to be a penalty. But then when they slowed it up, it's like he kind of just kind of hip-tossed him. You just got to be careful with that. When you when you wrap a guy up and you just sling him yeah. you know, over, they're probably going to throw a, a flag nowadays. Um, but obviously, the guy... You know, I think it was Vance that said that. Well, you know, once a day he shows. You know, there's a play on film that just wows you. So he's got all the potential, big, strong, great um, athlete, man. great athlete, and just holding on to the football after you get the interception. Yeah, yep. Don't that, let that's all. Stetson Bennett, you know, cause you to fumble. <laughs> that wasn't ideal. But even just see him just take off in the open field, it's like holy moly! Look yeah. at this guy move. Um, when it comes to cornerback, does Isang Bassi make this football team? I got him making it. I think he makes it. Yeah, uh, he, he's played too well in the preseason not to make this football team, especially with the K1 Williams injury. All right, yeah, and if you're just joining us and didn't hear K1 Williams having ankle uh, surgery today and is going to be out for the foreseeable future, we just don't know if he's on short-term IR or long-term IR. I'm sure we'll have the answer to that question here shortly. When it comes to the safety position, Stoke, J.L. Skinner, the late-round draft pick that they took out of Boise State this year, does he make this football team? Oh, let's see. This is uh, this is a tough one here. When you look at, you know, Caden Stearns is making it. Justin Simmons is making. It. Those are the two, I think, uh, locks. And I do. I think they keep JL Skinner. I think they keep him. I don't know about Kareem Jackson. What's going on with him? You know, he could be one of those surprise cuts, right? I mean, we've been seeing it from the beginning of camp. Like them really. Given Caden Stearns a lot of reps, yeah, a lot of reps with the first group. Yep. Do you keep Kareem Jackson, you know, uh, on this roster as more of a reserve type of player, right? And and then you have to cut a guy like J.L. Skinner. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> felt that. I felt I could <laughs> that hear that. You? I could I'm hear sorry. That. I didn't realize I was going to. That was loud. <laughs> Your fingers there. Snap my knuckles. Sorry. My son does that. Cameron, like you neck and stuff. I'm like, oh, stop it. Like, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing here is you're looking at the benefit of having, you know, the, the here and the now with Kareem Jackson, a little bit more expensive 
or the upside of a guy like J.L. Skinner that if you know if you cut him, he's gone. You're not going to bring him back on the practice squad. You're going to watch him walk out the door. So those are the those are the games that you're playing right now. That's that's the tough decisions um, in the, in this situation. I don't know. I, I think Kareem could be one of those surprise cuts, and he might be one. He might be the um, you know you see it all the time across the NFL. Like we're not going to have you on the opening day roster because now your salary is guaranteed for the year, and we'll, 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 we're going to have to release you. Because we don't want this thing vested for the whole year, right. and and we'll pick you up, you know, a couple days later, and um, you know because I think you could be it's pretty safe that Kareem, like if you release him, you know, there's not going to be like because he he's been available right Correct. Um, last couple of years, yeah, last got, two at yeah. least, yeah, and he's come back, so I don't think there's like probably a lot a ton of teams that would be. You know, blowing his phone up there to to get him on on their roster this time of year. So I, I, I mean, we love Kareem, and it's just one of those things, man. He came, he was in here. Um, yeah, he was. You know, this offseason after yeah. he signed, yep. and it was fun to talk to. But he understands the business. That's where you're at, the business side of getting old in the NFL, and that's where he's at right now. And I hope he makes the team. But to me, if you said there's probably going to be you know one surprise cut, I, I would say it's. Kareem Jackson would be that uh, possibility there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Wow. Okay. Uh, good conversation. Uh, as we were looking at the Broncos roster, what 53 guys are going to make it? There's one a question. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about Brett Maher? We, we got to talk about you know our kicker. That's the one area that's the last positional group that we did not touch on. And I was just about to go there. So oh, we're synced up. Wow. Look it, at us in sync. Where is your nervousness level with how the Broncos are about to proceed at this really fickle position. And we'll take a dive into that conversation coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Man, you want to know what? If Brett Maher doesn't, well, it was actually not just one, it was two. Against the Arizona Cardinals, him missing that kick. Him missing that kick in the first half of that game, of preseason game number one, was like, <gasps> but since then, and I know the one got blocked that was, that was a low trajectory kick, but Brett Maher's been pretty good. Pretty good. But here's the thing. I don't think that there's anything that Brett Maher could have done here in the preseason that would make us feel any better about what happened last football season. Even if he was perfect, even if he was perfect and never missed that kick a few weeks back, I still think there would be some just natural trepidation because it was about the worst kicking moment that we have seen in recent memory. Yeah, I think that's well said. Look. That's, this is what happens when you sign a guy that's been scarred like he was scarred last year and, and you know, missed, what, five kicks in a row, mm-hmm. like three or four or more extra points, mm-hmm. and just in the playoffs, right, where everyone was watching. It was just an epic, epic disaster <clears throat> from Brett Maher. So, like, how do you 
how do you, as a fan, or uh, forget about that? I mean, the guy's got to go out there and just make them. And then when he misses one, he's got to bounce back and make it. Right. You know, not in preseason games. Right. Not in practice. I watched him in practice. It looks great. Look great. Um, and then, you know, but he has bounced back from a couple misses. So, but this is what happens. Like, when you go down the kicking road, when you release your kicker, Brandon McManus, a good solid kicker, then... You know, and you leave yourself open to these types of discussions and it backfiring in a big way, right? And and then you sign a guy that had that epic two games, disasters of, of those two games and Brett Maher in the playoffs. You sign him. Well, I mean, these are the conversations. Like, can we trust him? Should he make it? Should we be looking elsewhere? Are we going to try to bring in Will Lutz, you know, from the Saints if he gets cut? It's not like he's all that much better. I think in the end, you're just going to keep him. And just cross your freaking fingers. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, then you just cut him and move on. Yeah. You know, if, he, if he misses a few in a row, whatever the case may be, because he, look, he was really good before. He was. Solid. Real solid. Yes, and he's got a great leg. Uh, I, I think they end up keeping him. I think he did enough to stay, uh, and, and I think they're going to give him a chance. Now he's just got to deliver. You know, at the start of the competition, I said – that I think we should be rooting collectively as Broncos country for Brett Maher. That's that should be the guy we're rooting for because Elliot Fry, who's since been cut, but he didn't have a career. He attempted just six kicks in his uh, professional life. Where Maher actually has like substance to draw from. Now Fry didn't come with the ghosts and horrors of that nightmare that was a season ago, um, but Maher's had a real career and like kicked for a full year for a team. And was invited back the following year. Like, there's, you know, there's a, Elliot Fry wasn't able to say that. So I said, we should be rooting for him. But at the same time, Stoke, here we are right before the season. And unfortunately, I I am still a little nervous, Nelly, with it. And, and, and I'm probably going to be until he just shows up game after game. He's going to miss a kick. That's the thing. Like, these guys aren't perfect. He's going to miss a kick. And when he does... It's going to be the memories coming flooding back in from a year ago. But you want to know what else sort of bothers me about his performance in the playoffs? They weren't even pressure kicks. That was a dominant win he was a part of. It was a Dallas going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Bucks just got absolutely clubbed. So it's not like the game was on the line. You couldn't handle it. You were just in a playoff game with a huge lead and couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if there's, there's another element to be said for that uh, as well. I don't know, man. How, how, how are you thinking? Well, I, I think that um, there's not many other options. When you go down this road and you bring him in to compete for the kicking job, and he's I really liked what I saw in practice. Preseason games haven't been perfect, but he bounced back. And I, I think this is a guy that you're going to go with. And then you just kind of hope that he doesn't have a huge setback. right? How does he look if he misses the first kick of the year? So able to make the second. Then if he's not, look, you're just moving on. Yeah. Then you just move on and you look for another kicker and you just realize that you made a bad decision by cutting McManus. That's, you know, that's that's part of this. You, you gamble sometimes. You send messages sometimes if you're Sean Payton and, you know, saving a little money here. We're ready to move on from McManus. Yep. And, you know, sometimes it backfires. And sometimes it doesn't work out. So we'll see what it looks like uh, with Maher. Uh, but hopefully... Hopefully we don't have these conversations like, uh-oh, he's back in a dark place. Yep. Hopefully 
Um, you know, he's able to, like you said, he's going to miss a kick or two. And we just want him to bounce back and, and not continue to go down that that dark road that he went down last year during the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and here's the other thing. It's like one of these things where, like, the draft, you know, hey, you didn't pick this player. You did pick, pick this player. You're going to keep your eye on that other guy. Um, we'll be keeping our eye on Brandon McManus, too. And see what type of year he has in Jacksonville, because it will be, it will be. Make no mistake, it will be a bad look if Brandon McManus is out there kicking for a playoff team and is fantastic, and the Broncos are on the kicking carousel, bringing in new guys on a Tuesday when it's week number six. It's just going to be a bad look. Yeah. Well, that's that's you know you gamble in here when you cut McManus. Yep. And and now you're 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 out there looking at you know um, used cars. Mm. And they all have a little issue, right? Always a little something. Little a little a little damage. And you know, you hope that your order of operations, your coaches and all of that can can help get this guy back on track because but it has it has looked better to me. Um and you know I took over Kisner's job this year, the kicking um Kisner, um and evaluating the kickers. Yep. And I, I liked what I saw. I did. I liked what I saw from both those guys. Then they get in the game and they're missing left or right. I'm like, oh my gosh, no! Like I've been like, like this, y'all been doing a great job on the radio leading up to the first game. It was the first game, right? And it was uh-huh. like miss, miss, yeah. miss, miss. Yeah. I'm like, oh my it's goodness, awful. it was. But I, I like what I've been seeing in practice from him. Now he's just got to go out there and do it in the game. But if he doesn't, he just move on and realize that you made a mistake by cutting McManus. Uh, speaking of McManus, Kissner just mentioned my in my ear, perfect in the preseason. For, oh, for for BMAC. Okay, so I mean, it was just three for three, but okay, three, three for, for three. three. Okay, Mahar started off, or Maher, excuse me, started out zero for two. Like that's how our preseason started here in Denver. So we just we we don't know what we're in store for. Um, I still have a haunting feeling that this will cost the Broncos a game, and it'll be like, what were we thinking? But we'll see. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, what are you talking about? I mean, McManus missed some kicks. He did. You know? um, he did. So. You know, he missed some late kicks. wasn't like he was perfect he on was all not. those. So, especially like, a year you, ago. you talking about costing us a game by missing a fifty-two yarder with no. one second left. No, like missing a thirty-one okay. yarder, and it's like, oh my god, he just freaking shanked it. Gotcha. You know, yeah. that, and, and I'm and I'm always going to have that fear, and I don't need to know how many times in a row I, I, I I'll experience that till I don't have it. Um, but it just he just needs to show up, man, and we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, how you feeling about Riley Dixon? Uh, we're talking about this, you know, specialist. Fine. Like, nah. Fine. Okay. I mean, punter. Okay. Just punt it at altitude. I mean, he was here, left, came back. Yep. Uh, I mean, I know that it was one of those games he didn't punt very well. I think it was the first one. Yeah, yeah I think it's 29-yard I haven't really paid much attention to him, to be you know totally honest. Okay. So, hopefully, uh, we don't talk a lot about him. That means, you know, he's doing a solid job. Yeah. How do you feel about Riley Dixon? Okay. <laughs> I just feel okay. How do you feel about Mitchell for Boney? <laughs> Boney. Huh? It's a long snapper, right? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. How you feel about uh Frabone? I feel awesome. Awesome. Uh Frabone, Danucci. Um okay, uh get your phone out. Let's give something away. Oh. It's time for our Smash Burger Smashed It Play of the Week. And this ball's hit a long way to right. If it's fair, it is gone. It is a home run. Michael Tolia out on a Utah street. 
All right, that's what it sounded like over uh, the weekend where the Rockies, they actually took one of those uh, games from down there in Baltimore. But I I think up until that point, I read this morning on DenverSports.com, Stoke, the Rockies became the first baseball team in the modern era to have a lead in the sixth inning or beyond in six straight games and lose them all. Wow. To have a lead in the sixth inning or beyond for six straight games and lose every one of them. Wow. <laughs> I knew the bullpen was struggling there. Uh, I didn't realize it was six in a row. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Uh, okay. But uh, you can get hooked up here uh, on a Monday. Get your phone out. Our friends from Smashburger every Monday give away a $50 gift card to Smashburger. All right. That's a Smashburger play of the week. They have a great culinary process. All right, uh, they have Denver Roots. We really, really like uh, Smash Burger, and we know you do too. So caller number four right now at 303-713-1043 is going to win that $50 gift card. Okay, how the day before cutdowns are we feeling about the wide receiver position? We'll take a dive into that conversation coming up next. Step inside while we play, you and me, babe. Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Tomorrow is cut down day for the Denver Broncos. And the team will come into focus. And then even then it will change a little bit as all these other guys from, uh, what are we talking about, like 90 like ninety guys in every camp around there, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be like 37 guys times 32 just spilling out onto the street. How many would you say that is, just real quick? 37 times 32? Yeah. Oh, Three my seconds. gosh. Two, um, one. 900. Okay. I think that's pretty good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit more. I think it'd be a little like eleven hundred ish. But uh, I just tried to do the three times no, three know, and throw I some know. zeros yeah. out there. No, so I said it wasn't bad. So thirty-two times thirty-seven would be yeah eleven hundred eighty-four. That's yeah. a lot of stinking yeah, guys, so, uh, man. That's a lot of guys. I thought the you would do worse than nine hundred. Like you'd be like five hundred. No, no, no. good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, especially for you. Yeah, it's out there really on the good. fairway. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of guys. Things are going to change here. Very, very, very fluid here over the next couple of days. This is this is Sean Payton here after the football game on Saturday talking about how difficult uh, cutting players will be this week. It's always difficult this time of year. That hadn't changed really in 16 years for me. I typically meet with every player. I was on the other side of that four times. And pretty soon my mom said, you need to start coaching or doing something else. The dream for so many of these guys is still alive, even if it's not here. The thing that keeps, I don't want to say us up at night, but making sure we find the right 53 and that you don't want to lose a player when when you had control over it and then have him have success somewhere else. So to credit the players, you know, they a lot of guys will make this challenging with, with their efforts tonight, during the week, really, and even last week. So um, it's always difficult. Did you think you were ever, and I know you're a little bit different because you were a fourth-round pick and not like an undrafted guy or even a sixth or seventh-round pick. But did you think early that, that you could get cut after training camp, given how rocky the start was? 
Wait, say that again. Uh, considering how rocky the start was to your professional career, despite being a fourth round pick, did you think Brian Billick would ever cut you? My first year, yeah. Uh, my rookie year, no, I didn't think so. Um, you know, they just they just drafted me, they just signed me. Um, so usually you get some time. You know, they, they you don't want to overreact to you know one training camp if you're. If you're an organization, right, or at least a well-run organization. So unless it's unless it's an epic disaster, right, which it wasn't like an epic disaster for me. So I didn't think I was going to get cut my first year. Um, but second year, well, that was the year. You know, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was the year that um, I, I did. I thought I might get cut. It was like fifty-fifty, and then Bill had called me in his office before the final preseason game. He's like, "Hey, you ain't in this football team. Relax." You're going to be oh, on this football right, team. That's right, that's right. Relax. Okay, I want you to go out there and play a good game against, I think it was the Giants, a good game against the Giants. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's just like such good news, right? And then first pass to me, I dropped it. First pass, I dropped it. I'm like, you I remember got this. to yeah. be kidding me. Like, And then I didn't, you know, I, I did make the team, but I didn't dress out for like the first, you know, 11, 12 weeks. Yep. That's when, you know, we went up going on and, and winning the Super Bowl that right. year. So, uh, but I wasn't having a good camp, you know, and I was pressing and, you know, stressful, a lot of things, right? And I, and I kind of relate to some of these guys looking out there because, you know, obviously you we're sitting down and evaluating them on a day-to-day basis. And I, and I, I put myself in, in uh, my shoes, and what would I be saying about me mm. in training camp? Mm. Well, I would be saying, like, he's not having a great camp because I wasn't having a great camp. He's going to be, you know, on the roster bubble. And, I mean, so, you know, I, I've been there. I've lived it. I haven't had a good camp before, and I've struggled in camp before, and I've been right there where it's like you're just, you know, these next couple of days for these guys, like you're around your phone, and you're just like keep looking like, man, I hope I don't get a call. No call is a good thing. Yeah. And um, that's kind of where you're at. I mean, you, you're talking about, and it is tough for these, you know, Sean Payton and company. I mean, all these guys have put a lot into it for you yeah. and your team, yep. and you know that it's 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 means a lot to to them. And you know, this is their job. So it's a it's a tough thing to do to tell someone that you know you're not good enough, you're cut, and that's not fun. Uh, so. And it's tough on the players, tough on the organization, but it's just part of the business. Yeah. And um, but th- these couple of days are stressful for a lot of guys. Um, most most of the guys in the NFL, you know. Um, so it's uh, I've I've been there obviously, and I've been cut before, which isn't fun. Um, and you know I've squeezed by before, yeah. luckily. So. Yeah. And even were even like my last year, like when your phone go off, are you like flinching almost? Like to please, like yeah, my it's like, really my last year. Um, looking at the number, yeah, like right, covered right, it up, yeah. like you do your parlays, yeah, like my bets. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, okay, yes, that's, that's just Bobby. That's just Bobby. <laughs> that's just Bobby. Bad luck, Bobby. Um, ah, no, I don't know about flinching, but like you know, my last year with the Ravens, I was that veteran guy. I'm, I'm talking about like Kareem Jackson yeah, right yeah, now. You know, yep, being that. Yep. Uh, and I was that veteran guy, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, right? And um, so that those couple of days, I was really nervous um, and then didn't get the call, and so it was it was all good. But, like, with the Broncos, you know, it's it was one of those things where, um, you know, I just kind of walked into work, and it was just like there was no phone call. And and they, they, they let me know then, so that's – that's kind of how I, I got cut. Uh, 
I never got the phone call to be cut. Never got the phone call. Like, come was, upstairs and bring your playbook. Yeah, that was it. Coach needs to see you. Yep. That's, yep. that's not, it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Um, you know, and like I said, these guys have been going, most of these guys since March, April with this team. Yep. And yep. and it's also is some the players that make it you know it stinks too because like a lot of those guys are your buddies right and I would see like ah you know that's my card playing buddy mm-hmm. like, yeah that's why like a good friend and I hate you hate to see him get cut and, but you just get hardened right it's just like nah, I mean that's just part of the business and and it stinks so yeah it does and football is so different that like <clears throat> you know if you're done and, and you know my frame of reference is basketball I play my last game I can still go up and pick up a basketball and play. Like, I can still go play someone one-on-one, play five-on-five. And, well, football, like, a lot of these guys will never put on a pair of shoulder pads again. Will yeah. nev- never be a part of an 11-on-11 practice. Uh, you know, if you're you know, Nate Atkins or, uh, you know, Nick Williams, I, I, don't, I have no idea what's, what's, what's next for these guys. So, um, and then the next step is it stinks because now you're in a pool of, 1,100 other players, yep. right, that are looking for jobs and that other teams are picking up. And it's next thing you know, your agent calls you like, um, you know, the, I don't know, the Giants want to sign you or, you know, Buffalo wants to sign you. You know, you, you got to be on a plane tomorrow. Right. Oh, wait, what? You know, everyone's in a different stage of, you know, life, whether they're married, kids or no kids, but still. It's still never fun right. to be. You develop bonds here, and then all of a sudden you're going to Buffalo, where you you know no one, and it's just like you got to reintegrate yourself to a locker room and teammates, and just all of that stuff is not fun. Yeah, uh, I asked you, and we don't have a ton of time to talk about it here, um, but the wide receivers, uh, just your general feel on the Denver Bronco wide receivers as the preseason is officially behind us. Yeah, uh, I'm nervous about the group. Obviously, it looks a little bit better with Jerry Judy in the lineup. I'm still holding out Judy week one. I know you said um, you'd get a teardrop tattoo. You were that confident that he would definitely not be You're still playing. holding out hope for week one. I huh? am. I am. Judy is that guy that, you know, he has these injuries and they look bad. You know, you're right at And he, and he just bounces yeah. back. and. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I think he just broke his leg. And he's back the next week. Oh, he's got a high ankle sprain. It's like one week and he's back. I mean, he's just that type of guy. He's got that that body kind of um, he can bend. The and Gumby type. Yes, yes, exactly. And and this obviously is a hamstring. It's not like a, you know, one of those other injuries. Uh, we'll see. I, I am. That's just because of, of who he is. But hopefully, I don't think he's going to be out long if it's not week one. I don't think it's going to be a, a long um, deal. Hopefully, he just doesn't re, re-injure it. But I feel much better about him with Judy in the lineup than without him. I mean, who are we counting on? You know, Marvin Mims? Am I, I mean, are we really going to count on Marvin Mims to, you know, win us football games in year one? I think he's a good change of pace guy, a good, you know, third, fourth wide receiver. You play, I don't know, 15 plays a game maybe at the most. But I don't want him starting. And then, and then you're looking at what, what, little Jordan? Yeah, Brandon Johnson? Yeah, um, Montreal Washington, Marquez Callaway. We'll see who makes the team. But T- Taylor Grant. I mean, there's not a whole lot there, Zach. Just not a whole lot there, especially when you remove Jerry Judy. Right. It's not a really inspiring group. Doesn't mean one of those guys can't go out and make plays and you know step up, but. It's not. It's not inspiring. We thought that when we first showed up to training camps, like this room is busting at the seams, 
And we've done this before. Yeah, that's we, what we did. It's it's like, two years ago. Yeah. It's Same like, thing. there's so much talent here. How are you going to, you know, who's going to be the number one? Who's gonna be? And then you look, it's like, dude, it's, it's, we haven't even got to September yet. And, you know, Judy did have a tweet. I don't know if you saw on, uh, it was Thursday or Friday. It was yeah. j- just like a crying, laughing emoji. Yeah, what's that for? That's what he wants you to say? That's what he wants you to say. I mean, but it's, it's like, like you, you just, just, just the crying, laughing face. And like, Why? I, I guess some people, there was some speculation that some Raiders fans were like talking about his injury and like maybe like making fun of him or something. And that's what he was responding to. But it's, that's but if you def- don't quote tweet it. Exactly. That's a definition of a subliminal tweet. You're not. You're just kind of throwing it out there, and then then you could click on the replies. Right. What does this mean? You know, does this mean you're gonna be back for week one? Are you talking about these people over here, or maybe those people over there? It's like okay, Let's like, looking I, for attention. I could kind of do without that stuff. You know, with, it's just been so much of it. You're going into year four. It's big boy time. Like you're hurt, dude. You're hurt. We're hoping you can get back. And I just Judy drives me nuts with that yeah. stuff. It's not. Did you put it in the folder? It's not going in the folder. I think it should. It's, you think it should? Yeah, it needs to. It <laughs> needs to. It's just, it, it is a little childish. Um, Unto itself, it's nothing. Right. But it's like, we've got a million puzzle pieces like this. Like, what are we doing, dude? Like, we've, Broncos really need you this year. You're, you're, you're banged up. It's just always something. It's not his fault that he got injured. You know, everyone knows that. But, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just always a little something with Judy. Yeah. That's all. Uh, well, uh, Hopefully he gets healthy, and I, I want to see him in the Sean Payton offense. I mean, he's our most explosive wide receiver, and you know we don't like really project to have like this great passing game. You need you need Judy. You know he's gonna he's gonna help you win football games. Uh, hopefully we don't see the drops because that kind of went away last year, didn't it? A little bit like he's been not like Judy drops the ball too much. Well, I get it. Like he struggled his rookie year. He had one really awful game, and you know it seemed like he had. Well, like you call it, like you know, that's his vitamin one a day. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna have one pass uh, dropped a, a game, but like at last year got better, didn't it? Much better, yeah, much better. And didn't have a good you know joint practice, and you know that first day against the Rams, yeah. and had a bunch of drops, and then he hurt his hamstring the next day. I, I don't um, had to th- hopefully had we had don't to see drop that on third down against yes, you know right. Uh, 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 forget who was against San Fran? yeah San Francisco. That would have been a touchdown. There's been way too many moments like that this this preseason with Judy. Then now the injury, it's like, ah, it's frustrating. Maybe this is the year it, it all comes into focus. Um, that's what we're all hoping here in Broncos country, that's for sure. Okay, uh, does Denver, how about this? Does Denver need to bring back a hometown kid? We'll explain coming up next.